Welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. This is a special podcast for me. It's going to be my first interview. And I am going to interview someone that I've known for many decades. However, I want to keep her anonymity intact. So I might end up calling her something that she's not. Maybe we'll make up a name. She's laughing, but you can't hear her because I asked her to be quiet. I think I will call her Magenta. Um, So anyway, the reason that I wanted to talk to Magenta is because she has a story, stories about a situation that not everyone has experience with. And that is going to prison for more than a year. You know, in my earlier podcast, I talked about relationships that I've had, and I only counted a relationship as valid, a romantic one. If I was in the relationship for more than a year, and we both had said, I love you. Well, in this case, this person was in prison for more than a year, and she's willing to talk to me. (laughs) So that's, that's the qualifications that are met for this very special podcast. How are you, Magenta? I'm very well. Great. I'm glad that you're not in prison today. Thank God. Yeah. Can you tell the listeners just a little bit about the circumstances that led to you being in prison? Um, I am a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. And ultimately, the drugs and the alcohol is what sent me to prison. I couldn't, I couldn't stay together to report to probation to let him know I, I moved, which I stayed in hotels from week to week, just so that I could <laughs> move around. Nobody got to know me. Wow. You're such a friendly person. I know this from knowing you. Um, So I'm guessing that during that time, you were probably not as friendly as your nature allows you to be today. Is that correct? That's correct. You didn't want people to know you? No. Because if they knew me, then then they'd have to really know who I was. And I didn't want anybody to know who I really was inside. Wow. So... It was from missing probation that you went to prison? Uh, it was moving and not letting the probation know where I was. And, uh, you know, he gave me so many opportunities. And finally, that was it. You know, it, it was it was only because 
Ah, well, I should have been there many times before that. I broke the law a lot, but I didn't get caught. Um, so I, I just, yeah. They put a warrant out for you? Yeah, they had, they had a warrant out for me and I was, uh, I was <clears throat> in a car with a couple other women and a driver and we were supposed to go to this address for a date. And the guy didn't give us the code to the gate. And so we were calling him to get the code. And two bicycle cops rode up next to the car. Wow. And there it was. Wow. It was a sting. Like It was. The problem was there was nobody in there. And it was police trying to bust um, some, um, some escorts. Wow. Um. And this was in, was this, what state was this in? Florida. Okay. Fort Lauderdale, to be exact. Okay. So, and do you go to jail first when you go to prison? Yes. And how long do you stay in jail? Mm, it just depends. It just depends how fast you can get sentenced and if you can get on the next bus. Because if you can't get on the next bus, you're going to stay in in county for uh a month waiting for the next bus. I feel like a lot of people, and you bringing up the bus reminds me of that, will think of Orange is the New Black, that show on Netflix about women being on prison. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Interesting. So I feel like a lot of listeners, though, might relate, might think of scenes from Orange is the New Black when they hear you talking. There is a woman who gets a job as a bus driver. Like, she's in jail, and that's her job. She drives the bus. Cool. Um, what job did you have? I worked in the kitchen. As a chef? I guess you'd say that, but I worked with all lifers. So I was friends with the all the people that worked in the kitchen. So you were a cook? Yeah, I guess. Now, <laughs> on Orange is the New Black, if I could just tell you a little bit about it. Sure. That show is about a woman named Red who is in charge of the kitchen, uh, she's able to tap people that she wants to work in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Does that actually work? Happen? Ah, uh, no, it okay. doesn't. And she's actually able to get better food brought in by friends to make better food for the inmates. Did that ever happen? No, we didn't make it for the inmates. We got caught making cinnamon rolls. I see. Because I decided that I was going to. The bathroom was out of order. And I was going to go in that bathroom and smoke a joint. Wow. Doing drugs in jail. In, in the, the kitchen. Prison. In the kitchen. Okay. In the kitchen bathroom of prison, you were going to smoke a joint. And so I went outside after that. I should have stayed out the door because I saw the cops coming. The men in black were coming to the kitchen. What happens when you break the rules when you're in prison? Well, you're going to go to lock. You go to a cell. You only get food through the cell, through the little flap, and you only get a shower handcuffed once a week. Wow. How long were you in there that time? I don't remember. I was in there for out of the two years. I was probably in there six months for six months at a time. Wow. Yeah, fighting. You fighting, fought? Fighting day, yeah. My bunkie called the cops and told them that I had weed in my room, and I didn't. But they took some stuff, that my my peroxide for my hair. They took stuff. 
So I went back to the kitchen. It was chicken day. And I said to my lifer friends, what shall I do? She said, well, you have two options. You can let it go. Or, because you're almost out, you're almost out. Or, you could go back and beat her and then go to lock. That sounded like that was the good plan right there. Revenge. Yeah. How do you get drugs in prison? Uh, someone, probably somebody that works there, brings it in. It was our, it was our, um, it was our kitchen cop. He brought it in. She brought it in. Yes. So well, that's interesting. So there are a lot of corrupt people on both sides. There are. And there are also, no, yes, there are corrupt people on both sides. Okay. Now, I think that you told me a while ago that you did form a relationship when you went to prison. Is that correct? That's correct. Gay for the stay? Is that what they call it? Yes, that's what they call it. Okay. You did that. Why? Mm, comfort. Oh. For comfort. I mean, it's lonely there. So you didn't feel like you needed protection from any of the people in jail? No. Well, it sounds like you were quite the fighter. Uh, so people might have been afraid of you, Magenta. No, they weren't afraid of me. They were not? There was, there was more fights that happened on the yard. Because we were in Florida, and it was it was light out longer. We got to stay out there, and I'm not quite sure what it was about. Oh, well, they fought. Once somebody was bleeding, and that's it. Then the girl that lived in, in, the, in the, the door next door, the room next door to me. The cell? Yes. She... She bought cigarettes. Her and her girlfriend bought a carton of cigarettes for somebody, and they were supposed to pay back when they went shopping, okay. and they didn't. So, therefore, all I know the next time is somebody's running. She sliced her with the – she broke a shaver. She sliced her across the face. Mm -hmm. So, this was one of the fights that you experienced? Yes. That was, was that a friend of yours? No. Was it a friend of mine? Well, did anybody who was a friend of yours get hurt in nope. prison? Nope. I was friends with Spanish girls. If you can, they were my good friends. They lived in the dorm with me, and they were my good friends. Good. Did you learn Spanish? No, they okay. did my hair. Yeah. So uh, on that show that I was talking about, Orange Is the New Black, the Spanish girls, the Hispanic girls in that show, are like the fashionistas. Yeah. Hair. Yes. And nails. Mm -hmm. And fashion. And like the they glitter off of there. a card is glitter on our face. Off of what card? A card that you get in the mail from some, from somebody. Wow. So the glitter goes here and here. Like eyeshadow. Yeah. What else did you use from outside as something else? Well, the peroxide in my hair. Was? Was from a kitchen officer. <laughs> so he brought, she brought it in for you. There is a he, too. Okay. There's a he. And he, I don't think, is there any longer. He brought me 10 Percocets. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told him I told him I was going to get rid of them. But... In exchange for what? Uh, you know. Okay. Okay, so he brought you some drugs while you were still an active drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> Although, did you, go to, did you go to recovery meetings in jail? They came. Yeah, they came. And you went you went to them? 
Yes. Do you, did you get sober in jail? No. Okay. I have heard that it's a really difficult place to get sober in because of all these uh, options, right? Things are available in different ways. The, the, the Percocets were, that was a one-time thing. I don't think anybody brings those in anymore. The pot is brought in from the outside. Wow. And I had a really big nugget, like that big, and I put it under, I wrapped it up in a thing, and I put it up underneath the sink. And before anybody cleaned the dorm, I was da- going out to work hall, and I went to get it, and it was gone. So your roommate took it? No, Somebody? it was in a, it was a, in the where they pick, there's a shop, there's a out here by where the shower is. They go out there, so I put it in the community sink out there. Okay, I wasn't putting it in my room. I see. I don't know. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You hide things in the public areas, and you hope that somebody doesn't find it. Yeah, well, they found it. They took it, and they blamed you. Oh, oh, okay. They don't know. They they probably took it and sold it. How did you, so if you went into lock several times, did you still get a good write-up so that you were able to be paroled early, or did you spend your entire time there? My whole um, gain time. I think I got out two, one day early, maybe, one day early, and I went home basically out of lock. (laughs) I did it to the door. Wow. And so when they let me out, because there's an inspector on this compound, there's an inspector and people go to him and say, listen, I'll tell you this, this, and this. If you move me in the, in the dorm with my girlfriend, I'll tell you, you can, you can drug test this person, this person, and this person. And they're a snitch. They snitch. And that's not really great in prison. But when you come out of lock, you're, you're not most likely not going to go back to the same dorm. You go wherever there's a bed. Oh, oh, wow. So you can go to lock for three days and get out and possibly go to a dorm where all your friends are. I see. Mm. Do you have, is there a memory, like if you shut your eyes and you think about being in prison, what image pops up to you the most? Mm. Is it a cell door? Is it looking out the window? Is it someone's face? I just, I can picture the whole compound where the where you go shopping at, where this dorm is, where that dorm is, where the crate. They used to have a dorm that they where you go and get work call after you get out of lock, but that used to be the um, death row. They had a dress throw there. Now they house people that have a, go crazy and they have to put them in a cell. It was all padded, you know. That's where they keep everybody up there now. So now the death penalty is abolished in Florida? I don't It's not at our, it wasn't at our compound. Were you able ever to meet or see those people? Yeah, they were really messed up. They were really messed up. Well, because they knew that they there were. There was somebody beautiful. She was beautiful when she was younger and she would do the Thorazine shuffle. Okay, for those of you, because you can't see. Yeah, you can't see. Magenta just stood up, slumped over with her eyes shut, and kind of just moved her feet kind of like a robot. Thorazine shuffle. Yeah, and it's really sad. She was a beautiful woman. So they put them on that drug to keep them? No, because there's something wrong. And they just think that they should just treat it with this and that. Well, how about that they're depressed because they know someone's going to take their life? 
Could be, right? Could Do you be get counseling when you're in prison? No. You don't go, that happened on Orange is the New Black too. No. TV. No. Oh, real. TV. Yeah, we can watch TV, but, you know, we don't get to watch what we want. When the football games were on, we got to stay up a little bit later to watch the football games. Wow. What kind of tips would you give to someone if they knew they were headed to prison? Keep your chin down and don't let the time do you. You do the time. And how can you be productive in doing the time? What do you do? You read, go to school. You, you could go, go to school? You could go to school. Full time? On the campus, yeah. So as long as you get your job done. Yeah, as long as you get your job done. Then you could go to classes for as many hours as you can. Yeah, you don't have to work if you're going to school full time. What? Yeah, you don't have to work. And if you're a lifer and, uh, you know, you really have 23 years is considered life. Right. And um, they would work at the um, the eyeglass factory. We had an optical factory there. And you got paid. To, Is that you know, the only job you got paid for? Yeah. Oh, dear. And you had to be, you had to know somebody to get in there. Well, I can't believe that everybody wouldn't go to school if you don't have to work. Well, I'm not sure if they teach you college at that campus. Okay. That, Maybe uh, just get your GED. Yeah, get your GED or the kids that, that got sent there when they were like 13, they have to go to school. Right. Those Finish are, all their education. Those are the youthful offenders, and they—they're when you first get there, you have to stay in this. It's called Ardo. Um, I don't know what that stands for. There. Okay, but you have, we have to stay in this dorm, and everybody takes a shower together, and the officer stands there and watches us. Wow. Yeah. Did anybody? One of the corrupt people, did, did any of the guards come on to you or anything? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. He wasn't a guard. He was just a, he came from outside kitchen. I see. Like, uh, to help maybe. the kitchen yeah. staff? Yeah, like he would give out, uh, I, uh, yeah, him, you, him. Are you sorry that you went to jail? And Well, I, I think about how you are now and what a lovely vibrant, friendly, just a wonderful person. And I I think that we were kind of, we didn't see each other a lot when you were in prison, nor, naturally. But I didn't see you a lot at that time in your life. But I, I wonder if you feel like it changed you any, in any way for the better. I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I wouldn't have gone through all those trials and Everything, the addiction, everything. I wouldn't be the person that I am today without that. How long have you been sober? Hmm. Uh, uh, St. Uh, Patrick's Day. Um, I had 11 years. 2021, I got sober. Woo! 2010. Wow. That is really... I got sober three days before my best friend at my mother. My brother died. That so that was a terrible motivator. Yeah, that's what did it. He wouldn't have wanted me to do it to do that anymore. And you haven't been back in prison either. I haven't even been to jail since that time. You don't go to jail. You stay sober. You don't usually break the law. 
I'm sure there are some sober criminals, but sure there are. I'm sure that being addicted to something really adds to the possibility or the probability that you might break the law. Yeah. Well, I think that this has been a very enlightening talk. And I thank you so much, Magenta, for being honest and being willing to talk on my very first interview on Professor Forever. I hope you all uh, learned something from this special podcast. And if you have questions or you'd like to make a comment on the blog, please remember to go to uh, professorforever.com. There's a blog there. You can respond to the blog or the podcast. And... Uh, Thank you for listening. And you say it with me. What we're going to say is keep thinking. You ready? One, two, three. Keep thinking. She's got no lessons planned for me because she's not that fancy. She's a professor forever.